When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's podcast is brought to you by Talkspace. Talkspace makes it easy for you to get therapy without traveling to an office and at a fraction of the cost. That means when I utilize this service, I don't even have to leave Harlem. Amen. Your therapist will be able to understand whatever you're going through and help you make positive changes in your life. Sign up today and get a special $30 discount towards your first month by going to Talkspace.com zone or use the app and enter promo code Z-O-N-E. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. Okay. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Aptive. Okay. Trying new fitness classes can be so much fun, but they can also be pricey, time-consuming, and sometimes less than pleasant and older. Okay. Thankfully, Aptive offers on-demand audio fitness that combines the guidance of a trainer with the perfect playlist, so you can get personal training anywhere, anytime. Plus, with HealthKit integration, you can even track your progress and access all your workout data in the Health app. Needless to say, Aptive isn't just another fitness app, and you need to keep your phone charged. Go to aaptiv.com to get started and get a 30-day trial free when you sign up for a monthly subscription using the promo code FRIENDZONE. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. Also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. The search zone. I'm in the zone. Near, far, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Wherever you are. Yeah. Wherever you are, we gon' find you. Find you. Wherever you are, we gon' mind you. Mind you, make sure that that brain ain't musty while you sang, sang. Make sure that thing got you going insane at the friend zone. Cause I gotta say it every week, cause we on fleek. Rhyme on this beat with Celine on the sample. But it's Dustin and he's ample, cause he's doing that shit right. And he's got it going tight, cause he's singing that beatboxing. Cause he know wherever you are, that he gotta get it popping for them hoes, popping for them hoes. So he get it Popping for that dough, popping for that dough. So we said, Yeah, she said, Fire. I said, Get in my car. I'm about to take your ass real far. Farther than you ever been. You can even bring your friend. I don't care if you got a man. Cause you ain't seeing him again. Cause he ain't nobody. And hit it like Dustin. I said, everything you heard was true. You can look at the size of my shoe. And you gon' know what it do. You can see it. When I slide it up right next to you. Wherever you are, wherever you are, sing it, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (gasps) 
I'm glad there's not cameras in here because she was looking like she looked like yeah right. All right, that's what she looked at, like yeah right, <laughs> yeah right, yeah right. <laughs> Asante is crazy. Welcome to the friend zone, everybody. Your weekly look into all that things mental right. health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Who in the Want some musty brain? Tell you once and I tell you the same, not me. So, friend, how you doing? What's going on, boo? I'm good. How are y'all doing? You know, we here still. <laughs> don't do it. Shut up, Asante. You know he can't. Okay, friend one, do don't do it. Friend two, you better not. But Asante. you know what? All I'm gonna say is thank you to the internet, specifically to the young man living to dance that oh, makes them the uh, parodies on Instagram. Man. Because I watched that clip that he remade. Still here. Have you ever seen this they man? Tagged me, and I was like, I'm Everybody, not doing but this. But it was I saw, so, so the shit. Image of yeah, friends. yeah. <laughs> Can I just say the shit was already gonna be funny, so I was already laughing. But the attention no. that he pays to like his like low budget detailing is like immaculate like it's unmatched he'll have the jacket how he randomly just decided to be the dancer <laughs> for one of the scenes instead of actually being Tisha I was yeah, like I can't exactly. do that right there and he waited to do it like towards yes. the end of the clip I was like it's I these details yes. and like when you watch the old reunion remakes that he does how like the security is the teddy yes. bear and you just <laughs> see that in the screen by itself a damn rabbit sitting up there in the same color Phaedra got on <laughs> that's right that's right you know all rabbits lie anyway. You know, Easter Bunny being a lie. What oh do the bunny God. got to do? What? Never mind. <laughs> I'm not even going to start because it'll be five more minutes. I'm trying to keep the time short. I don't want nobody talking shit. No, you're not. Uh-uh. You're lying. You're no. lying. Like who? <laughs> no, no. I'm oh sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, why I got to be the doggone villain? Asante, I screwed up. <laughs> How are your weekends? How was Furious Thoughts live? Oh, Amazing balls. Um, <laughs> so sad I couldn't be there. I Fury know he was, was hilarious. incredible. I already know it. It was great. It was amazing. New York is always a pleasure. But friend, there is just nothing like you being at a show. So your absence was Aww. definitely... Yes, you was missed, baby. Yes. Aww. I know he looked so cute too. I saw his outfit. Yes, he looked amazing. And I'm not going to give away any of the jokes because you got to pay for that. (laughs) But the joke about Barack's knees took me out the game. That's all I'm going to say. It took me out the game. And I can't say, I can't expound because it would literally take you there. But it's hilarious. What cities are coming up next? And I want to see if I can catch it. Well, I'm glad that you asked. (laughs) You know, A K S E D. Okay. (laughs) Actually, E E D. So coming up, next we're doing London this weekend on May 27th oh, so London gosh. town you know come out and let hit up the boy for the connect you know mm. <clears throat> outside of that June 4th is Philly June 9th is Toronto June 10th is DC and June 11th is Charlotte our last date so if you haven't purchased tickets go out and get them tickets so I can see <laughs> you and get crunk with you are you going to sports one while you're in Charlotte you know I don't know I've had my fill of uh, housewives Peter Thomas's uh, club in Charlotte <laughs> Mm-hmm. Of Housewives Places, I went to the OLG. I don't know if I've discussed that on here, but you the haven't. food, the food at the OLG, and I love Candy Burris Tucker. Okay, it just was not what I needed it to be. Before you get it? there, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How was the restaurant? Like the, the space, it was a beautiful restaurant. Like, it was a beautiful was like? restaurant. Um, 
You know, I've worked in many a restaurant, so I don't want to say I'm really hard to please when it comes to service. I'm actually very, you know, apologetic because I used to work those jobs. But service could look been a little better. You know, it was real shaky. Todd, of course, was there because he wants to take pictures and things. I think it's but, adorable that they have a restaurant called Old Lady Gang. And it's too, a beautiful Fred. restaurant. So Me too. And you got to see go the artwork. The artwork is beautiful in there. They actually have the aunts. Um, they have, oh, actually, I don't remember if Candy Mama got a picture or not. But, you know, oh, you see it be at Bertha Nora and... Um, Joyce E. Joyce. And Joyce is Joyce up there. Joyce. And they each have their own little pictures and they names, doing the whip and Bertha, stuff. Nora. Yes, and Bertha, Joyce. Bertha's yeah. the real mean one. <laughs> Nora's the sweet one. And, and Joyce, Joyce is, is the, the murderer. What? Asante yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Picante woke up in a new Bugatti. We all know what happened. They we, everyone watched the season ride. just like I saw. Okay. <laughs> you are terrible. I mean, I'm just saying, Todd Tucker ain't do nothing to nobody. <laughs> <gasps> so I had to shout out Chicago really quickly before I move Say on. Say Shaw City. Hey. Oh my God, you guys, it was How so did it go? good. This was a double duty city. Did you have so deep we dish did pizza Saturday and Sunday. Did I what? Have deep dish pizza while he was out there? No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh God, it was so good, so good, so good. So good. That's wonderful. So good. So good. <laughs> I was trying really hard not to do it. I tried to back up. I saw you. That's why I was like, just let it out. Just do it. Just let it go. No, but it was amazing. And I was so thankful because at one point we asked how many of them listened to the friend zone and literally everybody's hand went up and they couldn't stop bringing you guys up on Saturday and Sunday, which I thought was so cute. Oh my God, they was talking about us. <laughs> so I just had to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to Chicago. You guys showed up and showed out. We had an yes. amazing time. We connected. You were open, full of love and amazing energy and one of my favorite stops. You, you guys totally reinforced why I'm doing this and it made me super excited for Jamaica. Yes. Hey. Which is our next stop on on June 11th. Is that a yeah. Sunday? <laughs> like, is it? Is that a Sunday? Let me fact check for you. Yep, right? June 11th. June 11th. So on Sunday, June 11th, we will be taking the tour to Kingston, Jamaica, which I am so excited about. If you have not grabbed your ticket, please do, because we don't have that many left. Um, since the date is, you know, coming up soon. So I'm so excited to share that with you guys. Supernaturalpopup.com has all of the information. The Jamaica date is right there. It'll take you straight to the Eventbrite link. And we'll see yes. you then. Yay! Dad, you're going to be in Jamaica and I'm going to be in Charlotte. That means my melanin is going <laughs> to get brown again. Yes. You, you're still a black woman now. Okay. <laughs> you're still writing the diaries. Just when it was fading, I'm going back out. I'm so excited. Diary of a natural black woman. <laughs> I can't stand <laughs> So let's jump right in. On last week's show, we discussed boundaries. That's right. It was a really, really good episode. Yes. Someone left us a comment on Twitter and said, this episode needs a Webby Award. Because they love the conversation we had. Had everyone thinking. As always, you guys had a lot to say. What stood out to you, Asante? I would like to holler at Danielle in the emails. I am so happy I actually set a boundary and feel good is the subject. Hello, friend Dustin and Asante. Please call me Boundary Setter. Nice. Ooh, I'm a huge fan and listen every week. And after listening this week, I was writing in my journal and had a lot of things that I thought I needed to set boundaries on. Then, poof, today I was tested. I have a cousin who likes to invite everyone to all of her kids' birthdays, graduates, etc. for money and gifts, I think. But she never comes to anything you invite her to. She does all inviting by group text. I've asked her not to include me on the group text, yet she always does. So today... 
I sent a text to her stating, I have asked you nicely not to include me on group text. You seem to get, disregard my request. Therefore, you will be blocked from my phone <laughs> oh my because God. you lack boundaries and respect. Now, Damn. she's blocked. I feel so great. <laughs> have a fabulous week, y'all. Boundary setter. I love to have a fabulous week, y'all. Look, y'all know how I feel about the group texting anyway. I hate it. But you if this is a woman. And have like 450 texts, you have to scroll back. But through. I hate it when it's invasive, too. Like, imagine a person always inviting you to parties. That means that they probably inviting strangers, too, in a group text. It's like when they send the email, you get a big-ass email with a bunch of emails you don't know. And now everybody sees you. your email. And it's like, what the fuck is you doing? <laughs> So, oh, baby. you know, you sparked a little something there. What are you doing, baby? So I just want to say shout out to you, Boundary Setter, okay, Danielle. Have a fabulous week yourself. <laughs> what did you see, Fran? Gotta Love Mo on SoundCloud said, I really enjoyed Gotta this love conversation. Mo. Mo. <laughs> Cynthia Lovett, <Junior>. <laughs> I'm you. <laughs> I really enjoyed this conversation on boundaries. In my last relationship, I set personal, emotional, and physical boundaries that my ex did not understand and often crossed. He felt that because he had no boundaries, I should do the same for him, which I couldn't do. It was a constant battle that became exhausting and frustrating and was ultimately a contributor to our breakup. Now that I'm dating again, I fear that my boundaries will be an issue in future relationships. Mm. And then she puts a little sad face. I don't think you should be worried about that at all. At all. I actually think boundaries will bring you closer to dating someone that you actually enjoy being around. That's right. Because there's there's nothing to question. Everything is clear on the table. And they have no choice but to respect it or not. And I think it just kind of allows you to weed out the snakes a little bit faster. I was just about to say it allows you to weed out who's supposed to be there and who ain't. Huh. Easy as that. So I think you should actually be excited that you have defined them so clearly because that means your next relationship is probably going to be awesome. And yeah, boundaries, That like one of my boundaries is that I need a lot of alone time, which I mentioned in the last episode. And some people don't understand that. They take it personal. I love relationships. I've had a couple where I would be like, yo, you know, let's not see each other this weekend. <laughs> or I, if they were in the house, I'd be just <laughs> Why? What you doing this weekend? <laughs> Who you got plans with? Oh, if they're in the same house, I would be like, I'm going to go for a walk or go, you know, do something by myself. And I think it's really important that you are OK with me saying that and not assuming that it means that I don't want to be around you or that you did something wrong or get like all victimized and defensive. And insecure. Yeah, because I'm ready to get into it right now. <laughs> Would you feel weird if I was like, Hell I'm going to yeah, go take a walk? we finna get into it. <laughs> you better walk with me. You better be walking together, hand in hand. We going for an evening stroll. Shit. You need to be walking no damn where. Shit. We finna get it all the way into it. No, I'm just being a nigga. I would be all right. He's like, you know, right. On the outside. <laughs> on the inside, I would have said all that shit. <laughs> but on the outside, I'd be like, all right, cool. Okay, I'll cast what I started playing. Damn, yeah. damn. Right. Damn, damn. Uh, but I think, you know, but I don't know. I think boundaries are something we all have to figure out. Shit, where are you we going? Taking the evening right. Where are we shit. going? Okay. Where and we, we holding hands. <laughs> shit. Tony, you find my friends. <laughs> Think you going some goddamn where talking about you finna go for a walk. You need to be by yourself. <laughs> Ain't no more by yourself. We by ourselves together. <laughs> we by ourselves right now. Right. Oh God, you have me in tears right now. We by Shit. ourselves together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That's some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> we is one. Now, what you want to eat? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you see all them bracelets? One of them is actually a handcuff. You ain't even see it. You ain't even notice. <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, Dustin. Yes. Would Hi, you friend. <laughs> What did you find in the Twitter streets that we are apparently walking together? So much stuff right here. Right? <laughs> supposed to say, what did we find in these what Twitter streets? What did we streets? find right. in these That's what I saw while you was on your phone, which I'm going to get to that in a minute. No, Ooh, I'm just no. <laughs> <laughs> You still test the bitches? <laughs> <laughs> That's what got my stomach hurting. Okay. We're going to get through this. Shout out to um, the HBCU Roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> who tweeted, this is how you talk shit. And they followed it up with these quotes from a speech that Shonda Rhimes gave where she yes. said, and I quote, I am a titan, dream job. I create television. I executive produce television. I make television, a great deal of television. Mm. Four television programs, 70 hours of TV, three <laughs> shows in production at a time, sometimes four. 24 episodes of Grey's, 21 episodes of Scandal, 15 episodes of How to Get Away with Murder, 10 episodes of The Catch, which I don't watch, but she did. So, okay. <laughs> That's 70 hours of TV. That's $350 million for a season. Wow. In America, my shows are back-to-back on Thursday night. Around the world, my shows air in 256 territories, 67 languages for an audience of 30 million people. My brain is global. You know who else is doing that? Nobody. Nobody. Oh. Nobody. So shout out to Shonda Rhimes. I love that she called herself a titan. Yeah. Yes. That, that word like excites me. That is in fact how you oh, talk yeah. shit. Mm. I also want to give a shout out to Austin Carico, um, who tweeted a video that has kind of gone viral um, of Arlington High School. And it says Arlington High can't even get their shit together for graduation. Hashtag Arlington High School sucks. And it's followed up by about a 30 second video clip of a whole bunch of people in Arlington, Texas, I'm assuming. Um, nobody's black, and they are fist fighting at this graduation, tearing it up. I mean, thugs, oh hoodlums, all <laughs> that. I mean, seriously, getting bucked. Like, it looks like, imagine like a street fight on Roseanne. That's what this looks like. And I just think it's just good for visibility, you know? You see, sometimes you don't see Imagine, that. You remember the music, the intro music no. Roseanne? <laughs> yeah. I want to give a shout and out going. to in the middle of the barn. They're going. <laughs> I want to give it. Oh, this is a good one. Justin, I want to give look, a shout out Justin, to. She ain't gonna make it. <laughs> oh, and she really ain't about to make it she after she hears this. Wait till she hears this. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to at M A H B two zero my B twenty who tweeted y'all get into it. BB said amen in quotes, and it's a picture of the comments under the Instagram account of King underscore AGU, who is obviously a fitness model on Instagram. Uh, he posted a picture in Nike Combat Pro Tights shirtless in a dressing room that's captioned something about, uh, I hate trying on clothes or something. And BB Winans commented in the picture and said, Amen. <laughs> BB said, Amen. Under this picture, this shirtless man in white Nike I'm Combat so Pro Tights on Eggplant Friday. <laughs> BB Wine said amen. So I just want to give a shout out to Eagle Eye, my B20, who found that and put it on the Twitter. Yeah, because it's in bold up. You hear me? 
Um, Not Eggplant Friday. Yeah, baby. You know, back in the day, I once tweeted. Actually, this is XD's fault. I was playing a game with XD. We were like making them artists that did songs, and I did BB and CC Wine and performing the uh, the boy is mine. <laughs> And that went viral. Well, the funny thing about that is, of course, you know, there was a slew of jokes and memes after this um, tweet had, you know, been exposed. And that was one of the memes that I saw someone recreated the Boy Is Mine cover. No. With BB and CC back to back. No. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I got it. Damn, I've been looking for the So another one I want to highlight is from at Dean uh, Hawi, D-E-A-N-H-A-U-G-H-I-E. Um, who tweeted under under the hashtag make a band less popular and he tweeted the Samuel L. Jackson 5. And it's a picture of the Jackson 5 where he photoshopped Samuel L. Jackson's face on each oh one of the members to make wrong? the band less popular. What is wrong with people? You know I hollered when I saw that. Um, there's a lot more that I could bring up, um, but I'm not going to highlight any negativity this week like I normally do when I talk about the Trump administration. No, so I'm just going to keep it moving. But I got next week, I'm going in... Un- this is not something I want to do literally, but I'm figurative, figuratively getting in their ass next week. So be prepared. Y'all ready to jump into this week's show? Oh, let's do it. And out and side to side. <laughs> All right, so I have a question for y'all. <laughs> you know that's your favorite thing to hear from me, right? <laughs> what is... What's it gonna be? Because <laughs> I, I can't pretend. Out of my life. No. <laughs> All right, so this week's question. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm going to let you go. If I could wear your clothes. I love that part, friend. I'm sorry. I saw you just had to. I had to just came I, I up. It, it was it. on me. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> what is your. T- they are on one today, y'all. It's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see their faces. Which one of y'all? Just do it, friend. Go ahead, Just friend. Go. What What is your definition of motivation? I want to know that first and foremost before we jump in. Not being embarrassed. Not being embarrassed? Hell yeah. What else? Meaning I'm a floss and brush. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I keep my nails clean. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. I don't want to be embarrassed. And what motivates you? To not be embarrassed, mm-hmm. seeing people that are embarrassing, they damn <laughs> oh themselves and God. don't even realize it. I'm like, I don't want to be at that number. I don't. So that's one thing. Now, it's a lot more because I could really, is this, they, what time is everybody listening <laughs> to this? <laughs> is, this a, is this an after dark podcast? Because we can get into motivation. <laughs> motivation. <laughs> go, 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 go. Um, Girl, I turn that thing into a brain fuck. Asante's having a concert brain on today. My head. He refuses to answer the okay, question. Okay, no, so yeah. um, some of the things that motivate me are just like trying to get my living space right. And a lot of it has to do with me trying to figure out like my place in the world too. Because I feel like my where I live is like a superficial motivation for me right now. But like really finding my place in the world is really going to determine how I want to go about um business and creating and stuff like that so that's what's motivating me like finding myself at the moment Mm. trying to like really Mm. figure out (laughs) how to figure out how to like really line up the pieces to make things as seamless as possible as I go along glad you said that 
Because what I want. Oh my to- god! <laughs> <laughs> and I meant that too. Right? You look like the Price is Right. Like that's what I. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we was just talking about that, Dustin. I swear. Literally, to God, just on everything. Look, Dustin. On literally just talking about friend, that. I literally just told these niggas backstage. Oh my niggas. That. I want to go on the prices right. Just to run down. We ha- I yes. told come the side yeah, we have to down. come on. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And I'm bidding one dollar. <laughs> no, but but like I just I told the side oh, we have to figure out. Oh, you'd be that guy that bids a dollar. Mm-hmm. I want to play like plinko. Bid frugally. Ooh. I was gonna say you know bid frugally. I'm gonna make it. I guarantee you, I'm gonna win my we, thing. We gonna make it. We still on? Yes, Drew Carey is hosting. I know Bob Cleveland Rocks. Yeah. I told Asante though, Rocks. seriously, tonight I told him I was like, Asante, we got then to means figure it out how to get on the prices right. Black right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's get back into this. <sighs> <laughs> like, Dustin just got excited. I've been wanting to go. <laughs> I want to go. So, Abraham Maslow is this American, well, was an American psychologist. What? He ain't American no more. What <laughs> Um, And he was known as one of the founders of humanistic psychology. He created what is called the hierarchy of needs, suggesting that people have a number of needs. And as these needs are met, they're they're able to go and pursue other needs. So basically he created, well, I won't say he created motivation, but he created a hierarchy uh, in the form of this pyramid that you can actually view where he explained what will motivate you to ascend the pyramid and self-actualize. Why can't I speak today? I'm struggling with my words. He he was saying that you can ascend I'm this still pyramid. Following. I still want the message. <laughs> and self-actualize. So I wanted to break down the pyramid because I'm curious if you guys, first of all, if you agree. And kind of take a look and deconstruct your own lives of course those of you listening to see if you feel that this hierarchy is truthful if it aligns with what you're going through and if it kind of fits what motivates you in life so he felt there were basic obviously needs that started the bottom of the pyramid which is more like the physiological needs like sex Breathing. It's the same importance. Same (laughs) level of importance. Breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, you know, the basic necessities. For once. So I kept it (laughs) real. And he felt that these were D needs, which was deficiency needs, meaning that if one one or two or more of these were missing, you would struggle to self-actualize in your life. So he felt that until all of those needs were met, you wouldn't be able to ascend to the second level, which is the safety part of the pyramid, where he felt employment, uh, family, health, property, security of like your body, um, those things that provide safety to people. You wouldn't be able to get to that level of sort of like actualizing all of those things if you don't meet your basic needs first. Mm. Which, if you think about it, considering how our neighborhoods are structured and us figuring out rent in New York and having shitty food, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It almost looks like our neighborhoods were created for us to not Mm self-actualize with ease. That's a whole Mm -hmm. other episode. Mm -hmm. But it got me thinking about how calculated, if you're looking at this hierarchy of uh, the things we have to ascend to be, you know, our highest selves— 
it's interesting that a lot of boundaries are in the way for us to even reach these different levels. And then the third one is love and belonging. So I guess it's like social. <laughs> I love that you both smiled. It's like friendship, family, sexual intimacy comes up again, I see. I, I'm t- but this one is intimacy. <laughs> On the board, Same twice. Thing. Key. <laughs> Major key. Then, he, then the fourth level, which is the higher levels, these are the more complex needs, is uh, respect of others, respect by others, confidence achievement so this is i guess where the workplace and your career and your craft come in and then self-esteem and then the highest level which is the most complex and meaning that you've now ascended all like basically you've gotten your shit together Mm -hmm. is the self-actualization where morality creativity problem solving Mm. Um, lack of prejudice, acceptance mm. of just where you are, and you know, being able to adapt. <laughs> Why are you making that face? That's what I want. I feel, that's this what I makes want. me feel like I'm doing good because that's good. the shit that matters to me. Like oh, everything see? you just said. Well, see, that's why I think it's exciting. <laughs> Dustin Friend, just popped his collar. It go. It go. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So he felt those five levels basically would let you know where you are in life, what's important to you, and basically your level of emotional, spiritual maturity mm-hmm. so what do you guys think first of all do you think that pyramid is yes, accurate yes <laughs> yes is that yes true? you think it's accurate absolutely AF <laughs> <laughs> no and he, no and the deficiency with like the lower AF the lower <laughs> it just hit me <laughs> you see you see why God <laughs> <laughs> my brain literally was like as fuck because <laughs> yeah. your brain didn't want to hear it your brain was like no and so Maslow believed that these needs are similar to instincts and play a major role in motivating behavior so yeah, he felt that I... basically this is what motivates you to go get it to not go get it um, he felt you know the physiological security social esteem these are these needs are deficiency needs, which arise due to deprivation. So it's like the less you have it, the hungrier you are to ascend and and break through that level to be able to go to the next one. Which makes sense because a lot of the stories of like wealthy people and creatives is usually like I come from nothing, you know, and turn mm-hmm. myself into something. So he felt that satisfying these lower level needs is important in order to avoid feeling unfulfilled. Mm. and unpleasant feelings and setbacks in life. He felt that the highest level of the pyramid, um, these don't stem from a lack of something, but rather from the desire to grow as a person, Mm. which was the most complex ones up top. So (laughs) I was actually, you know, I thought it was fascinating because like you just was saying, how he's excited to kind of see where he is and what's important to him now. It makes you wonder where you fit in the pyramid. But I was reading a lot of people... Um, that were actually felt that the pyramid was bullshit. Of course, the internet is always going to have opposing views, though. That's not anything new. But they sort of felt like, what about the people who don't have food, you know, or money and still live in the hood and then end up self-actualizing even while deficient, like while not having those things? And, you know, there's always exceptions to the rule. And even Maslow, when I was reading, he was like, obviously, there's always exceptions. Yeah. But for the most part, he felt that you had to ascend each of those levels in order to reach the top. 
But want to be on top. <laughs> but what do you think about those basic needs? Like, especially for us that are struggling right now, we have loans, school loans, taxes. There's always some kind of hurdle. Like I was saying uh, the other day that it's kind of overwhelming how no more... No matter how much money you make, or as Biggie was saying, more money, more problems. You just mm-hmm. something new pops up where it's like you're still on the hamster wheel, and it's hard to feel like I'm actually ascending my situation. I'll have more money, but my life is also getting bigger with that money. So it's almost like the hamster wheel is just kind of following me around. If that that makes is sense. interesting though, because even back what you were saying before, <laughs> like I, I've met entrepreneurs who went to the pop-up shop. Mm-hmm. Um, the lady that owned the spot, her actual residence was still kind of like whatever, but she still owned the whole building. And I thought that was so interesting and so dope. So when I think about that lady doing that, it makes me think about how crazy it is for some of us to um, look at money as the only resource and our only source of happiness when there are people that have money and businesses and all these things, but that's not their moment for happiness. And so some of us look at how it affects us as people. And that's why I always say I want to look at myself as a person and figure out why my place fits in the world. Because working out in the restaurant, I left a bunch of money leaving that job. But I think because I was thinking about being at a different place in this period, unbeknownst to me, my motivations were different. I was able to break a different ceiling. Because I left that job in the holiday season. I was just saying the other day, like, it was like money for the holidays. Like, that would have been, like, lit. And then I left that job, and the money just kind of kept falling into my lap. Like, somewhere in the universe, it was like, oh, well, you ain't worried about that. That's not important to you, so we're just going to take care. You're taking care for that. It wasn't one of those things where I was deficient, so I was being, like, less than. Because I feel like when people are lacking in parts of these pyramids, they start to act kind of funny. Like, when, you aren't, when you're hungry for food, you start to act kind of funny. When you're hungry for money, you start to act kind of funny. Right. And then uh, when you are coming from a place of like lack and desperation, deprivation, how can you create properly or, you know, uh, take on jobs or opportunities that are actually good for you as opposed to you just needing to take it because you have no other choice. Mm -hmm. You know, money's tight and, you know, desperate measures. But one thing, another article I read was saying that uh, they this one man was saying how he feels that self-actualization should happen first first and that he felt that that's actually the first step and you don't meet your needs until you have a better understanding of you know who you are emotionally and spiritually basically everything that we've discussed on every episode of the friend zone like knowing what your boundaries are um working out your childhood issues with your parents like he felt like those uh pyramid levels are kind of bullshit and he was like it it doesn't amount to anything like there are people who don't really have money but are good people and treat people well (laughs) and it doesn't really mean that like you have to ascend these levels in order to be like the highest potential highest version of yourself i agree with that because it takes a certain amount of focus to be even in the position where you can allow those things to be your motivation to take action right so i do think that self-actualization comes first now it's a trick bag because sometimes you know people that You've met, they're terrible people, but they just always were able to stay afloat and keep things moving, you know, and ascending per se. And you wonder, like, how are they of all people, you know what I'm saying, doing this shit? So I do think it's kind of subjective. I also think that because I felt like everything you mentioned in the pyramid, mine wasn't a pyramid. I had like like a a cookie sheet because all that shit is just on the same level for me. You know what I mean? All those things are important to me. Visualize the period flat. 
I don't know why, like, the beanbag kind of gets thrown around from me. Someone else said it was, like, Swiss cheese for them because it was, like, <laughs> little bits that were kind of there, okay. kind of not. So, like, I just think that, um, I think that part is subjective, but in general, like, the theory itself makes perfect sense to me that you're motivated in stages. And a part of that just feels like life, for me, like, sometimes that's just how you think your way through your life. Like, okay, I know I need to work because I have to do this. So in order for me to work and get a good job, I have to do this to get that. You just think your way through the stages. Right. Right. And at a certain point, it becomes less and less important that you're satisfying some of those things. <clears throat> and more and more important um, that you identify with the things that you mentioned that he said that were at the top of the pyramid. Morality. You know what I mean? Your reputation. Um, your legacy, all that kind of shit becomes more important to you. Right. And so you kind of make the moves at the bottom of the pyramid to satisfy the stuff at the top. So all of them are right. Essentially, it just depends on who you're asking. Right. And, <coughs> I mean, I found it... <laughs> well, I'll cough in here today. Woo! I found it interesting because I've found that the money aspect, which sort of is on the lower rungs, has kind of come later for me, mm -hmm. which I find interesting. I think... The self-actualization, like, my connections to people, how I treat people, how I want to be treated. Like he was saying, respect from others, respect by others. I feel like mm -hmm. I met all of those first. Yeah. And that kind of uh, gave me a better understanding of the life I wanted. And then I was able to kind of visualize everything with more clarity. And then that allowed me to meet my basic needs. <laughs> mm, that, that makes, makes perfect sense. sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I think I was struggling. Mm. So for me, I kind of think the pyramid is flipped. Um, where I didn't, I wasn't able to have, like, an apartment for myself and a job that, you know, was keeping me afloat. And, yeah, I guess your basic needs being met until all those other things in the pyramid hit and were, like, all, like... Um, connected and in harmony and kind of like aligned and working well with each other even my relationships knowing when to back off from them because <laughs> what wasn't working you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I almost think mine is is flipped around but like you said obviously Maslow just came with this theory so people can have these kinds of conversations and look to see where they kind of fit and what's missing um, and at the end of the day I think the cool part is that the pyramid is also a nice way to kind of see where you're at. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, have I met, <laughs> have I met um, all of these parts of my like physiological, emotional, mental and, and spiritual health? Like, you know, what not necessarily what's missing, but one thing I will say that I really liked about when I was reading it's about like a syllabus. Like, right. <laughs> right. When I was reading about how like who he is and how he came to these studies was that he was saying he didn't like how psychologists would focus on like depression and injury and like all the darker sides of our personalities to try to figure out who we were um he wanted to focus on what motivated us what made us happy so he focused on people that he considered like the one percent that were doing extremely well to see like how did you get there what are the keys you know what did you self-actualize what you got in your ninja training kit right like he wanted to paint that picture for the rest of the world to see like See if you can see yourself in these people and maybe see what's missing for you. And that's how he came up with this pyramid because I guess of everyone he studied, like he studied like Einstein, you know, people that were like brilliant and impacting the world reputable. and respected. Yeah, reputable, um, world renowned. Like he 
he studied them. He didn't want to just study like we do with the theater mask episode, (laughs) 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 which obviously is extremely important, you know, to study all sides, the shadow part and the high potential part. But I do think it was interesting because I don't think you hear that very often. You usually hear in psychology like, this is why you're terrible. Right. Because <laughs> of your mom. Like, <laughs> right. If nothing else, it's a great conversation starter. And I think it starts a conversation that can benefit a lot of people. Yeah. Whether you agree or not, when you start examining, okay, but what motivates me to be to better? To Yeah, like, it, it makes you more driven. And yeah. when you exchange mm-hmm. those kind of ideas, like, it does motivate you even that in that space. So that's great. Um, and I think that it's just something that people, you know, it's something that you need to have. Right. For real. And then he also brought up culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, I take that back. He didn't bring up culture. The articles that were saying what was missing in his study were bringing up the fact that he didn't mention culture because that's another important thing, too. You got to mention the Migos album. (laughs) Why didn't he talk about it? Damn, slippery. Right. (laughs) But he forgot culture because obviously, depending on where you come from, you're going to have different desires as well. Yes. You're going to have different ideas of success. Priorities. Right. Priorities. Material wealth is very different the depending on where you come didn't from. didn't mean a thing. <laughs> yeah. So people were saying despite the popularity of the theory, they just felt like, you know, he missed out on even things like social media and the way that we're all connected to each other. But, I mean, he, he was doing the study like in the 40s. So mm-hmm. there was yeah. but so much he could have caught on but i mean like you said i think it's an interesting study um that's actually gonna tie go ahead it just hit me because you said that he did this study in the 40s yeah people will eat things like this up they love this kind of stuff because they love a cheat sheet anything Mm -hmm. that will tell them like well this is how you get the keys this is how you get to this part they were on that shit back in the 40s and we talking about it today about to be on the next 40s right you know what i'm saying (laughs) like that's crazy that that just stuck through all that amount of time people still are looking for a way to get to it faster than it would take. Mm-hmm. And now knowing the levels, what level would you say that you're on? Are you still meeting your basic needs? See, I told you it's like, uh, I, I visualized the pyramid, but flat. What's that game where you like shuffle the thing and it land on something? Like the number usually? Curling. <laughs> where they follow with the, the one, broom. Look, look, the one that they play on the boat, like the Tom Joyner Cruise. Oh, shuffleboard. Shuffleboard. <laughs> So imagine sometimes, you know, I just shuffle that thing across in the land. It's like, you know, you got food today. And I'm like, yes, I've met this. Now I can just worry about what I'm going to do with this podcast tonight. <laughs> but then other days it's like, all right, you know, you got some money in the bank. It's like, yes, now I can focus on making my dreams come true. And other days it's like, all right, you ain't meeting these today. So, Do you find safety? Because I noticed he had safety before love and belonging, like community. Do you find that like having resources and employment and your health, is it more important to you than friendship and family and <clears throat> sexual intimacy and relationship? Is safety important? More, more important, important than all those he things? Can't, he put them, he no. put it as though your employment will help you ascend to the next step, which is friendship, family. I think I jumped off that safety net when I quit <laughs> that damn job. Because right now the checks are just coming whenever. So it's like, mm. it's still kind of some murky waters in there. Like nothing extreme, luckily. I guess so. I do have the safety where it's like, you know, like I'll be good on some front, but... I don't meet that in um, not even just financially, like in a lot of other areas or arenas. It's like safety still kind of, living in New York City. It's I feel like I, it's an abusive relationship. Like that's why I'm trying to really wrap my head around safety. They be shooting like a couple blocks over and shit. Like 
I don't know. I don't think safety. That I mean, safety part. is more about security, though. It's more about like having those Feeling bases covered, right? And yeah. stability. I don't. I, I don't have. I don't have all of that just because um, my brain gets too frantic and in a frenzy when it comes to certain things. Like even like in New York City, um, I hate to feel like I'm carrying the weight of everything every time I'm walking around. But the shit that happened in Times Square was like that could happen to any of my <laughs> friends. So it's like my mind. I try to think about my daily needs being met and where I fit in the world. But I also think about, like, when I'm on the train, how I can't give money out sometimes. So why I can't do a whole lot. So sometimes it gets really, I don't know why I feel like I need to hold the weight of the world sometimes or why I feel like I can't do more for other people when I'm still kind of struggling myself. So I, I bear a lot of that sometimes, too. But, and I agree. But, like, this, I, I actually agree with what they're saying, where the way that he the way that he ordered that. You agree with the order I of do. safety coming first. I do, and here's why. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just mm-hmm. agree For that you. it is something right. that people, I, I think that people do place it in that order because a lot of people don't feel comfortable dating or, you know, establishing friendships if they don't have financial stability per se or if they don't have, like, sustenance and covering. There's, a, like, a stigma of shame attached to not having, you know, a stable place to live and all that sort of stuff. So I definitely can see how someone would come to the conclusion that having acquiring that type of stability, we'll say, right, or that type of safety, mm-hmm. why that would happen first before someone can even feel comfortable, you know, looking toward establishing a, a romantic relationship or dating or having friends. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can see how he would order it that way. But why do you, and even with that point, why mm-hmm. do you think there are people that don't care about that? Because I noticed there are people that will date when they don't. You see the jokes. Because they're good in bed. <laughs> That's why. You see why. the jokes on Twitter all the time of like, People being left on dates where they went to the bathroom, never came back. <laughs> if you can't afford or to go told out on them that like, type oh, I date. forgot my wallet, or you know, you see all the jokes all the time. Why is it that you think there's some people that don't wait to be uh, more centered and aligned and financially stabilized before pursuing? <laughs> because said, they feel like they can get that stability through the date. Through someone else. Yep, and that goes for men, really? women in between whatever people right. feel like a come up is a come up so there are some people who can accrue essentially they're doing the same thing because they are attempting to get that stability or take care of those needs they're just going about it a different way right where they're using you know someone else's need for love someone, someone else is at a different stability. place right and they're you know trying to get those needs met the person right here can say hey well i can get these needs met if i meet that need for you Right. That's called a game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's that's what that is. Shit. I'm laughing thinking of Maslow like changing the pyramid. <laughs> right. This is game. Right. Okay. We need a ghetto one. We should make that a one diamond. Not a pyramid. That's like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them what's really going on in these streets. What's going on with the bitches? Okay. <laughs> and do you agree with him that self-esteem um, and confidence and actual achievement, like when you finally, you know, uh, are sustaining yourself based on a life that you want, not a life that you are given or handed, Mm -hmm. but one that you've created, you know, and actualized. Do you think that that all comes later after you've had like the dope relationship? Um, You're, you know, you're getting food, water, sex, the basics and really stabilize yourself. Do you think it takes all of that to finally reach that? Yes, 
but only because the world is so fucked up that school and college cost so much money that you have to have certain things in place in order to even attain that. And there is something validating about academic accomplishments, anything that you accomplish. That's why people put their kids in sports and karate and shit so that they can learn, you know, the theory of working towards a goal and feeling that sense of accomplishment. That's how kids get their Mm -hmm. self-confidence. You know what I mean? From doing things like that. So I definitely think that it comes after because you have to be able to pay for it, unfortunately. I think that that's, uh, you know, it's collateral damage. Right, it's just where it's at. (laughs) Yeah, it's just Mm -hmm. what it is. So where do you think you are on the pyramid on from the five levels? I, it's so hard to tell for me. Of course, my shit is like you know a, a, um, a crossword puzzle or something. <laughs> I'm all over the pyramid because there was something in each level that you um, identified that I actually identify with. Right. There were certain things in each level of that pyramid that were equally high on my priority list or on my list of motivating factors. I should say. So for me, it's a little tricky. If I had to pick, like, just based on what was on the pyramid, because of my age and and what I know now, I recognize the value of the things at the top of the pyramid more so than the things at the bottom of the pyramid. And I also completely recognize a journey or a track like yours, which was the opposite, where you kind of started at the with the things at the top of the pyramid and they led to the things at the bottom. Right. So I think that the things at the top are most important and I think they should be at the bottom. Right. That's just what, that's how I see the shit. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> what were you going to say? I feel like I could see your hand moving. Um. Well, you know, I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. <laughs> mm-hmm. tell, tell that. I just, um, my, my pyramid's all over the place because I'm still kind of like breaking walls and rebuilding some in other places, like, trying to figure things out. So, like, there's that really cool, like, um, payoff from when you complete something long, like you have graduation, so there's that big celebration. But I just keep thinking about that whole, like, life is a journey, and, you know, I'm the destination type thing. Like, <laughs> like that's what I think about with the pyramid. So I try to really think about at what point do I say I'm in one of these categories, or do I just say I look at motivation as a whole, and I just, you know... I do the, what's the, the bop it thing and the assignment. I'm just hitting the colors kind of as I go, <laughs> which isn't right per se, but I feel like a lot of people don't pay attention on a daily basis to where they're going anyway. So as I'm kind of figuring out the pieces little by little, like um, things, each part of the pyramid is becoming clearer to me. But I think right now I'm I'm still really in that bottom part and I'm just seeing the other parts trying to get there, but building the plan as I go along. And I also, I, I almost... It would be interesting if Maslow were to look at millennials mm-hmm. because our situation today. is so different. Doing internet tests. Right. Or I wish he had, like, protégés that could kind of, like, follow on his Somebody's work. Somebody's going to pick up the research. Right. Because I think times have changed. Like, they didn't have to work. Like, when he was saying your basic needs and stability and all these, you can't be, you know, at the top of your game until these things are met and then you will ascend. But, I mean, he didn't take into account, like, the school loans right now. Like, you know, the fact that well, they said it's, like, what, at a trillion or something crazy? You know, like, um, uh, employment crazy. rates are super—it's impossible to get a job that you want. And then when you do get one, you need, like, 45 years of experience <laughs> to okay. get in. And then, right out of school. Right out of school. And then even if you have the 45 years of experience, they still pay you— 
a beginner's rate. Just you know, like I mean, it's so many. No Vaseline. <laughs> None. It's just so many issues right now for us to even attempt to stabilize. And I, you know, even with me, like I had to spend a lot. So I forget who was that said that being poor is expensive, but <laughs> I had to spend so much money to a get profit. myself out of a rut, you know, like paying off the loans and paying off my credit card debt and paying off this, paying off that from the money that I was making that by the time I paid everything off, I was back at one. You know what I mean? So I had made all this money, but it was to get me to get me even in the game to begin with, you know, and I think that that's so it's frustrating because anyone else would be like, whoa, how are you going to ascend this pyramid? You know, <laughs> if, if this, let's say, obviously, hypothetically, let's say that this pyramid was like the blueprint, mm-hmm. then that is really scary to think about. Like, we're trying our best to, to be like great, amazing people, but we have all these freaking setbacks. And then we have a president like we have now mm-hmm, <laughs> who's yo. making these decisions that seem to just be creating even more obstacles for those of us who are out here just trying to figure it out and especially in marginalized communities. So I find it, I don't know, it's fascinating. People are bringing up culture, but I'm also like, what about class? <laughs> right. You know, what about class and the neighborhoods you come from? I mean, there's so many, there's levels to this. Very much so. You know, so I find it interesting. But aside from that, it's I think it's a really, really interesting conversation and to kind of see, yeah, see... Are your basic needs being met? Um, and do you think that because they haven't been met and you and you haven't uh, worked on relationships with your family and your friends, do you think that these smaller details are part of why your bigger picture hasn't unrolled yet? Hmm. See also, think about. are you even motivated? That too. Some, some people, people might be chilling on couches, totally fine. Like a penny with a hole in it. <laughs> and that's Hopeless. exactly why I asked about why is it that there are some people who will go on this date? Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Because there's some people that I, I've met that, I mean, yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. Why is it that some of us are out here really trying to change the world and aside from changing the world, trying to perfect our crafts or even having a craft to begin with. And then there are other people that you meet and it's like, they just nothing. They just don't care. I was watching the Cleveland show. Right. Oh my God. I was watching the Cleveland show and that big, the bear lady next door, whatever she is, or the, the, the girl that she was, you know, the bear lady yes. thing. Yeah. She, they threw an egg at her or something and she picked up the egg and like just ate it in the damn shell and everything. What? And the little baby on the, the little Come baby, on, boy. the little bad boy friend, here you go, I'm about to tie it together. Oh my the God. The little baby, wait, the bad boy, wait. he was like, he was looking at her, right? Like watching her eat the egg. The he was like, say. She ate the shell. <laughs> he was like, look, he said it just like this, friend. He was like, she ate the shell. She don't care. She don't care. No motivation. You see what I'm saying? Some people, friend, they eat the shell. They don't care. But why do you think that is? You they think, don't care. But, but they might question. not have tapped in. Is it that they haven't tapped in or are they have they just gone to the point where they weren't able to meet? that first and level they and up. they gave the fuck no. up. No. You know what? No. Why you say that? Because it's hard to meet that first level. But you know level. why you say that? I was just sitting here thinking wouldn't it be kind of crazy to interview some homeless people and see where they would have fit in or what they would have lost to right. get them to that point? Right. I think that for some people and maybe this is them taking care of the bottom level of the pyramid but I know for a fact I know people who 
are unwilling to challenge themselves or unwilling to do anything that is uncomfortable for them. All they want to do is go home from work, go to sleep, get up, get something to eat, go to work, come back home, watch TV, do the same thing the next day, and that's enough for them. They do not want to challenge themselves right, at all. Like right They're just now. not motivated, period. And it's Why enough do you think that is, though? for them. It's enough, and they don't want to challenge themselves. They're like unwilling to do it, and it's it's why. baffling for me too. But yeah. believe it or not, it's a lot of and I and I guess is it a bad thing? No. Sometimes do we want more for people that we love and care about? Yes. But is it a bad thing if they really are chilling? Like, <laughs> like I'm I'm good. You know, this is it. This is enough for me. Some people just peak. It's not even a peak. It's just a decision on their behalf. Like, yeah, they just get this comfortable. enough. Like, I'm just, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I think most of our grandparents were like that. <laughs> they was trying even to stay alive. Right, right. Just like oh, us. Times was way different then, too, though. I mean, right. with social media, we out here thinking that we want things and we need things that we don't need. <laughs> I've been on Instagram all day talking about, oh, I need these these grills. Like, <laughs> not grills. Yeah, I'll be looking at chains and shit. All that. All that. It's kind of But weird. I mean, I, man, even that question, th- mm-hmm. that's the thing. There's so many layers to this conversation because I really wonder why is it that some people just aren't. But is like you said, is it a bad thing? Can we even say they're not motivated? Maybe that was their motivation. Maybe it's to enough. Just have a job, a house three meals a day, and be good. That that was their motivation. Okay, what if it's not a pyramid? What if it's like the breakers in the house, right? Because, you know, with fitness, I remember a long time ago, you said sometimes it just clicks. Like, maybe yeah. the breaker flipped, and it was like, oh, you know, I got to get my ass up and do something about this. But then sometimes the power surge happens, you know, flip. See, but according to Maslow and his study, the reason that most people are stuck or just in the different rungs of the pyramid is because they have not accomplished each rung fully. Mm. So, yes, so that's why you might see that really wealthy person who, quote-unquote, self-actualized, but they might not have, like, any friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) or a good relationship and support system to come home to after the end of the day. You know, they might not even be well-respected. Yeah, they covered their basics, you know, and 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 reach their highest potential. But we're also probably looking at it from a materialistic perspective, whereas they're probably at home feeling terrible. Right. You know what I mean? And they don't have these people in their life. Like, so he really feels like it's not just, oh, when I get to the top of the rung, I'm going to be this famous, rich person. But he really feels like all of these rungs together mean that you have matched and aligned, like, and put everything in harmony that a human needs to put in harmony to be their highest potential. Mm. It doesn't just mean wealth. It means Absolutely. a right. healthy everything. And so I find that interesting because I think that, you know, we don't really look at it that deeply. Like there are people I know that are really wealthy and completely disconnected from their families. And they day. just don't seem very happy. Right. What? Just be disconnected. <laughs> I that mean, might, that society might be my... makes it hard not to sometimes, but, but you know, he felt that to be a healthy, happy, emotionally balanced, and just, like, fulfilled, like, really fulfilled in a real way, these five rungs of life have to be achieved. 
He got a lot of damn nerve. <laughs> you can tell that shit was written in the 40s because, baby, they wouldn't have got let his ass get away with that on today. <laughs> that be think pieces. All right? the Hello Beautiful's what? ass, Lipstick oh Alley's God. ass. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Somebody oh, Madam Noir. <laughs> shit. <laughs> How am I supposed to Madam No Air? So let's jump into. Well, do you have any last things you want to say before we move forward? <laughs> I just think it's a great conversation. I think that it's definitely something to think about, and I would love to know if there's been a study like this that's done been done more recently, recently. Out, like an updated pyramid. Do he got grandkids that have taken the torch and right. interviewed all the reality stars? You know what I'm saying? Like you never know. Like I just think there's a lot of different demographics Do we, have we can hit with this. Right. Support for today's episode comes from Third Love. Third Love uses actual women's sizes and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and are more comfortable. They offer sizes from double A to G, as well as their exclusive half cup sizes. Just answer a few simple questions online and Third Love will recommend a bra in the right size and style for you. And now Third Love is offering you the opportunity to try one of their perfect 24-7 bras free for 30 days. Just pay $2.99 for shipping and you're on your way to a perfect fit. Third Love wants you to really experience the comfort of this bra. Work out in it, wash it, wear it all day. You might even forget that you're wearing it. If Third Love isn't your new favorite bra, just return it or exchange it for free. Go to thirdlove.com slash friend now to get your perfect third love bra and try it for 30 whole days. That's thirdlove.com forward slash friend to try your new favorite bra for free. Well, for the, uh, I actually wanted to tie in uh, this week's wellness <clears throat> segment. Hold on, friend. <laughs> well, 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 well. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I, and I I think we've all agreed that this pyramid is a little dated. I mean, it was in the 40s. Um, and it would be nice to see it updated for what our lives are like now. But I still think it's cool to have a review of mm-hmm. your life through this pyramid and kind of see what needs have been met, what needs still need to be met. Um, whether these are even needs that you think you have, you know, maybe these are things that you're like, oh, shit. Maybe I should try to reconnect with my family if that's something that is part of the harmony that kind of, like, gets me to my highest potential. Until so, they hang up on you and you be like, you know what? Fuck that shit. I ain't calling back no more. <laughs> <laughs> I did it So time. I would love for you, to, for you guys that are listening to take out your journals, of course. Um, I think it's a cool uh Self-reflection, I, you know, I'm always a fan of that. Just journal. Just journal, right? And I think you should look up Maslow's uh, Hierarchy of Needs. Um, Google it. The pyramid pops right up. So many people have written about it. And like I said, it's a very, very important study that people use um, in business meetings. Um, Psychology 101, if you're in college and have taken that class, it's one of the first theories that they touch on. So it's a very... Uh, world-renowned, like, you know, theory that people base a lot of their even managerial work on. So I would love for you guys to take a look at it and just kind of go through the physiological, um, self-esteem, and just all the different questions that it brings up and see where you fit. And I think it's a cool marker, too, to be like, all right, maybe, you know, taking care of these basic needs and relationships around me will get me closer to where I'm trying to go. 
On a petty note. On a petty note. On a petty note. It's also a really good way to let somebody have it. It's a good insult base. <laughs> because once you have an understanding of this pyramid on the basic levels, you can then knock somebody else's pyramid down a rung or two. So they can then become, on the other end of the argument, your short pyramid, short, that short pyramid, motherfucker. <laughs> That's what you can start calling people. So that's on a on a petty note. On a petty note. <laughs> so if you've studied this, uh, if you're looking at it now while you're listening to us, I'd love to hear your feedback, where you think you fit, if you think it's bullshit, if you think it's awesome, if you align with it. Just let us know what you think. And we hope the hot button issue in the wellness segment made you figure something out today. Now, let's move on to Mr. Music, man. I know you have something good for us today, Asante. There's a lot of good music out right now. There is a lot of good music out right now. We'll get to that after this portion of the show. <laughs> I like to, um, you know, just talk about old things. I like bringing up old shit, okay? I'm the bone carrier. So I wanted to just shout someone out that we didn't give homage to when she was out. Melanie Fiona, you Melanie. know. I feel like Melanie Fiona. I love her. <laughs> I feel like there were people we just, you know, weren't really fucking with at at some point in time, and a lot of people just did not give her a due. Small known fact, because um, when I did Jasmine Sullivan for her episode, I had to give little facts that tied into myself because it's about me. Uh, <laughs> Melanie Fiona actually worked with. Uh, she was on SRC Records, who I interned for back when I first was here, part of my musical journey. When I first moved to New York, I wanted to be an A and R. And then I saw how the climate of that changed at the time. And I was like, ah, maybe not. And maybe I'll come <laughs> back around to it musically in some sense uh, later on in life. Who I knows? I totally see that. But, um, yeah, Melanie Fiona's album, The MF Life, came out at the time that I was working at the—I was interning there. And I had to do at the type up label uh, lyrics for the artwork. So I just wanted to say that was an album. It was a Miss Gem. If you all are looking for some uh, good songs like uh, Per Se a Brandy or you want to add to a mix with a Tiana Taylor, because um, I was fielding songs for another After Dark playlist. Um, you all have been requesting playlists. Uh, thank you all very much for... After the- Dark? <laughs> Hashtag After Dark. What kind of songs is on there? <laughs> You know, a little Chris Brown on there, a little Trey songs, uh, threw a little LMI on there, you know. Had to put some new people on there with some of the old things. Put a little bit of the dream on there. Some people that oh, was slept gosh. on. Okay, that's who, so, but what kind of songs was the question? Oh, it's it's them kind of songs. It's these kind of songs. Horizontal polka kind of songs. Word. Oh, my God. So the MF Life was a cute buy. The first track featured J. Cole. Um, it was a a track called This Time. Uh, and the single off of this album was 4AM, which did pretty oh, well. yeah. Um, and there were some dope songs. 4AM was, you know, it was a cute little song. What was it about? White Castle? It was about her nigga cheating and he was at the strip club. Didn't it do really well, though? It did. It yeah. was everywhere. I feel like I heard it all the time. Every. <laughs> it was 4 a.m. at 12 p.m., 6 a.m. It was always 4 a.m. when that song was popping. And it was, speaking of 6 a.m., Melanie Fiona and T-Pain with Lily Allen, not Tomlin. <laughs> As I was previewing the song earlier, I said Lily Tomlin. Uh, uh, T-Pain and Lily Allen had a song called uh, 5 O'Clock in the Morning, which some of y'all may be familiar with. Melanie Fiona and T-Pain came together to do a remix called 6 A.M. It was a joint remix. I don't and remember it. None of this went anywhere because 
I remember at the time, Melanie Fiona was not really feeling that that type of... I mean, it wasn't really her sound. You know, she's a Canadian R&B singer with some Guyanese, so she really likes that whole sound. And it was real like, it's six in the morning, like real ratchet, which was cute for her, but she wasn't really trying to... That, was there that. a video? No. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely was not a video. I think Melanie and Fiona probably gave us two or three visuals from that album. Mm. But I also really fucked with her because she did the performing in the Subway series on uh, YouTube and I love when artists put out uh, visual content so Melanie Fiona <laughs> the MF life someone that I did not appreciate when she was out and I also said that I did not appreciate Brandy's 211 project when that came out and I wanted to shout those out so if you're looking for some throwbacks to throwback to I haven't listened to that project in a minute. 211 yeah ooh friend I think what was the song with Chris Brown on there oh put, put it, it down. down that was the jam <laughs> But I'm like, yeah, of course that's what it was called. Like, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and did good. you see her dancing in the video? There was a video? See, and that was oh, Brandy's there problem. Is a video. And that was Brandy's problem. <laughs> that was Brandy's problem. Her in the promo, she just didn't promote nothing. Yeah, I don't She came out looking cute. And you know, Brandy's not like a dancer. She was looking like she could dance. So she was looking good. I was like, oh, okay, Brandy. And the album has some knocks on there that's and some gems. Him. So go check out 211. As well mm, as Melly Fiona. Full moon, too, while you're at it. Really What's she doing with that moon? boy? So, be a rocker? Is that what you want to do? Never mind. Never What's Brandy doing, doing with who? that boy? You seen that boy she been running around with lately? No, who she been running Sir around John with? Sir John the Baptist or some shit. She What's his name? Sir the Baptist. Sir the Baptist, name. yeah. Isn't he a gospel singer? Yeah, it's like yeah, some electric gospel something. Oh. Like Tone X or whatever <laughs> that man's name is. Making that kind of, you know what I'm saying? But I just, I, I just, what's going on with that? Have y'all seen them? Absolutely yes. not. I have not. You know, I, I, I did a, I had to do a social media cleansing of Brandy after her Snapchat antics. I was like, you know, I'm gonna give her a break. I love Brandy's music. Her voice, love is unmatched. it, love it, so great. I've always Amazing. loved her music. Yes. Angel in Disguise is my jam. <sighs> And it's another song where she be like, say goodbye to all my, I'm leaving tomorrow. She has a song called Tomorrow on that album. But anyway, I just, I'm concerned. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh -uh. I'm concerned. Because this is why I'm following her Snapchat. Why are you concerned, I'm please? I'm just concerned. What is it? He just don't look like he. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. No, okay. no. He just no, don't I... look like he can be a. Just already. I just don't. A good support for her. That's what it just it just don't look like I just I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> and you gotta see them together. Like they holding hands. I'm just concerned. I'm don't, concerned. Don't forget to check hashtag playlist pledge for all of the cool playlists that you wanna check out that I've made. If you're on Spotify, you can look me up at, at Asante Davis to find all the playlists. Unfortunately, Apple Music, I'm off that. Apple Music does not allow me to easily give you all the playlists, so you got to search the hashtag. Um, I'm going to kick the ball somewhere. Oh, we're going to do another segment, so I'm going to have a moment, because I'm not looking at that again. Let's we going to listen, y'all. Let's, let's just take a minute. And pray we... for Brandy? No, because that sounds... Sidebar, have y'all seen that picture of them, that black family standing up, holding hands in that circle of prayer, the and the dog, dog is standing up? <laughs> yeah. But I tell you, that shit and has yes. been taking me out look, all look, week. Look, and you know what? You could tell. You could tell the dog was the one that leading the prayer. The dog was. You could tell the dog God. was leading the prayer. <laughs> that has taken me out. But I just, we gonna pray for, they, they probably, hell, they probably was praying for Brandy. 
so for the next portion of the music segment, uh, let's, you know, do some shout outs, <laughs> some tracks that y'all been feeling. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Alex, you know, uh, hit Alex up for the live shows that she needs to be putting together for us. Alex always <laughs> gives me the jams that I need to be listening to. Um, check out, I've been listening to A Boogie with the Hoodie. He has a song called Timeless with DJ Spin King, you know what I'm saying? That's a hot bop that I'm feeling right now. I've also been feeling the new Bryson Tiller tracks. Um, one of them is with one. He has new music. Uh, yes, man. <laughs> um, I don't know where he would drop these outside of this. Like, I just find the music from opening apps. I wish I was more hip. Like, I listen to radio to find stuff and stuff, but I don't. But uh, yeah, Bryson Tiller came out with two projects. One of them has uh, Jeffrey on the track. Jeffrey Osborne. <laughs> no. Oh, it- Young Thug. Thugger. <laughs> Thugger, thugger, Jeffrey. Yes, he oh, makes well, great thugger, music. Thugger, thugger, baby. Yeah, so there is something tells me is one of the tracks, and the one with the uh, thugger, thugger is called Get Mine. So that's what I've been listening to. Wait, did y'all watch the Billboard Music Awards? We sure. Well, I, I did. didn't get to no. watch them. Were they good? Let me tell you. Right? Okay. I was what was hot? What's not? You know, I'm real different with my music. Uh, some of the mainstream, I don't really be I caring about. It. People it's don't perform nothing. like they used to. It's, yeah. Eh. So none of the uh, acts were like incredible. Nicki Minaj gave about a nine minute performance to open up the show. She did a medley. She wow. performed No Frauds at the Billboard Awards. Oh my so God. all those people saw her diss record. Wow. So everybody that says she either won, you know. I mean, y'all saw the award, so let's keep it over. But um, no. so that was that was great. Um, who else performed that would be of interest? That might be. Oh, but I can tell you it was of disinterest. You know, who, I know, who, I know who else performed. I didn't watch it though. Who? Julia Michaels performed issues. Yeah, she had vocal issues. And Ooh. now y'all know that I love. Ooh. Y'all know that I, I know. love. Issues, I was like, and I was, like, I was oh my so God, looking forward to that. Cool. Like, got comfortable and everything. I just think she had a bad night because I've mm-hmm. seen her perform that song live before and knock it out the park like so. Is she a newer artist? No, she's been writing songs behind the scenes for years. She well, oh, so well, as an artist, baby, yeah, she's, she's like new. Shook. But she, okay. but she, she still sounded good. But you could tell she wasn't. It wasn't rangy like the song is. Right. So that was one thing. But the girl from. Fifth Harmony that went solo. Oh yeah, we I don't know her name. Winked and bamboozled y'all. <laughs> when I tell you, it was horrible. What do you mean? I'm was like that all her this. Is like a do, solo. Do you artist? know yes. which one went solo? I don't really know Fifth Harmony. She did, she's okay. You know Leah Michelle from Glee. Mm-hmm. Imagine if she was like, I'm, I can't. It got an anvil dropped on it. <laughs> oh I was gonna say if she had like a clone made, and then it was like her deformed, like. <laughs> Right. Like she like a smaller version of Leah Michelle. I say that. So like Leah Michelle well? and TJ Maxx. <laughs> like the off one a little bit. The Maxx no, she needs didn't to, do well. And Maxx the thing is, to Michelle. There's a lot of drama and controversy. Now I my name is Paul and that's between y'all. I ain't got nothing to do with their drama. <laughs> but I will say that it's a lot of stuff going on and you would think that with all this controversy surrounding her exit from the group. You know, her first live performance as a solo act, you really thought she would have came to fucking play. You know what I mean? She would have been handling her business yeah. but she did not nail it everything fell flat she sounded a little well her voice all those girls can sing first of all so her voice sounded alright but I just I tweeted and called her Ariana Pequeno cause that's what it was you know what I'm saying I'm like that's what the hell we waited on all this time and they, they even cause this is what they was doing y'all they was giving the artists hashtags during their performances like anytime they thought it was gonna be a moment so it was like Camilla on B- BBMAs and I'm like let me you know I set up straight and shit I'm like let me check this little girl out 
I'm about new talent and young people. I can do this. Right. Fran, I went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Who else performed? Um, let me think. Who else was good? I saw a, a small clip of Katy Perry. I think it was her performance. No, she can choke. Perform And by performance, <laughs> you would mean... She can what? choke. But there was a dude doing that arm thing that took me down. Did y'all see that? Uh, 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 I didn't that, watch you talking about the SNL. So, oh, was okay. that SNL? That was oh, SNL. Wow. Katy Perry was dancing. It looked like she was shadow boxing. You see it? Yeah. <laughs> she looked like she was sparring while she was dancing. <laughs> Or fencing. She looked like she was fencing. fencing. I don't know why that was so funny to me. Katy Perry, I don't know what's going on with her. First of all, why wouldn't you push that album back? Nobody's listening. None of the new music is is, is a hit that's sticking like grits, like Kaya said. (laughs) None of it is. So why wouldn't you put it back? And then the album is called Witness. People have already been saying they thought it said whiteness when they first saw it. I literally saw it earlier today, and I don't mean to. And I was like, is that shit called? Oh, Witness. What I will give her, though. I love that short, that boy short haircut on her. I love it. I just wish she would color it right, but I love that short haircut on her, which pisses me off even more because underneath it all, I like Katy Perry's music. Look, I look, look, I want her to win. Look, Katy Perry got hits on hits on hits on hits. I'm trying to tell you. So I I want her to win. Teenage Dream is one of my favorite. I love that song. If Katy Perry dropped a singles album, I could see myself buying it. Like the greatest hits. Yeah. I think I only dislike one Katy Perry single. Like all her singles. I didn't connect with the last album at all. That's the the one with the... Roar or whatever Oh, yeah. I think that it might have been the beginning of Roar. It was when I was like, all right, you're good. Like no. Who the hell wrote this? But uh, I will let me Harris Harris. Can I just say <laughs> something? <laughs> I accidentally made the mistake of watching Wendy Williams. And they were talking about Katy Perry, how she mm-hmm. was speaking out about beef with her and Ty- uh Tyler, uh Tyler Swift. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Uh, which I had no clue about. And I actually thought it was cute when Katy Perry was trying to be all ghetto and shit. I actually was agreeing with Wendy this morning. I thought it was going to be one of them days. But she was talking about, she was like, yeah. I'm like, daddy, come on, or some bullshit. And I was like, okay, Catherine Perry, mm-hmm. you still got a little something. She said what? Like no. the way she was saying it, like, no, she wasn't trying to be like that. But the way she was saying it, like she was ready. Like like if her and Taylor Swift had to go to blows, I was like, that's cute. But I don't care go about white blows. women drama like that. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna look like, like they look like choreo. They're gonna look like they dancing <laughs> like with the stars. If Katy Perry and Taylor Swift fart, it's gonna look like they dancing with the stars. But for whatever that means for them, you know, they not they, them white feminists. That whole How thing is gonna be like, because like, that and see that's what Katy Perry is doing. Oh, this go around is pissing me off. <laughs> We want songs. She's talking too like, much. Just yeah. make the damn songs. Like we don't need all that extra shit. You don't need to be a voice. But for she's nothing. always been like that. Even when she was married to that British guy, and she was oh, Russell doing. Carl- now let me just say this. Russell I think Brand. I see a Russell Brand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See how Thank easy you. it is. See how easy. They it is. when they when Lily when Allen when they were uh, married. <laughs> Lily Allen Tomlin. <laughs> right. <laughs> The Broadway out. Anyway, <laughs> when Katy Perry and Russell Brand were married, I never quite understood him and his personality. But he went on The View and he did an interview. And the way he talked about Katy Perry and, and their relationship, I was completely sold. Like, I completely understood him. I loved their relationship. And I was like, go, I'm like, this 
they really got it. Aww. And then they got divorced. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they looking like Tamar's single cover and shit. He's like, they hate each other. So, like, I, you know. But I just miss Katy Perry at her best. I hate seeing this. I think she's talking way too much and doing too much. And just shut up and make some songs. That's it. You can make good, catchy pop songs. Just do it. And you got all the tools and keys at your disposal. The label is giving her all the money. She got yeah, she all the hits. All the money. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, so why can't you just? I just want her to get it back together. That's all. But I love her haircut. <laughs> it's cute. I it do. is. Yeah. It is. Sorry, y'all. Outside no, that, she can I mean, I mean, I so that's a oh uh, music man segment. Any what y'all been listening to? Playboy Cardi. Playboy Cardi's still been heavy rotations for me as well. I had to listen. And I know that I like it because the young kids was playing on the platform earlier today, so it's like a sign that I'm in. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I'm so sorry. Just the last person I got a shout or the last group I got a shout out. Paramore's After Laughter album dropped a week or two ago. Oh, About a week Paramore. ago. Yeah, I saw uh, them perform One live. One time for the high notes. And actually, they, when they were performing live, they were performing in jumpsuits or, you know, rompers. Hey, Lisa, we ain't talking about we're that. We're not. On this show. I, that's what I, but yes, I love Paramore. <laughs> Their music is great. I do want to say one thing, though, y'all. Like, just one thing. What? On the music tip, shout out to Cardi B because that video that she put up when they were singing, uh, <laughs> the, the, when they remixed Seems Like You Ready by R. Kelly. I didn't see what? it. Oh, my God. Cardi B, um, what's the guy's name that was with them? He's a comedian that wears the. Blame it on somebody, is it? Blame it on Quay? Maybe. The, the one with the, the lipstick hair? and the... Yes. I think it was him. <laughs> and it was another girl. <laughs> too. Why are you so good at making it? Is, it's hilarious <laughs> and it's actually a hit. The fact that I knew exactly... Yeah. <laughs> and and it was putting his face oh, on the guy who always making the side face too. He like, looked just like this girl on Married to <laughs> on um you know Married at First Sight. I have for everybody. Have you been watching this I season? I haven't watched it, but I want to see everybody it. everybody that's watching Married at First Sight this season. He looks like the the no, black girl. No. I just put it like that. No. Go ahead. <laughs> she hold her mouth just like oh, blaming on Clay. God. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? That girl with the short hair. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are terrible. I'm so it's mad. A Go ahead, man. Sabrina Claudio has a new song. Yes. It's called I... Unravel Me. And she released mm. a new video. Yeah, and the video, y'all would like it. Mm. Oh, sounds good. steamy. It's very good. She's killing it. Ooh. I have a feeling she's going to blow next. up. Yeah, like really blow up, though. I'm seeing her become a really big Friends artist. Friends up next. It can be the fun segment. <laughs> oh. I bet you said. Yeah, I really, I see her blowing up. Like, I we mentioned her, like, how a couple months ago, yes. and I'm just seeing her more and more and more, and I'm like, yo, she's she got it. Getting she traction looks amazing, out here. too. Yes. So shout out to her. Definitely listen to her. Um, I'm still listening to the uh, Little Dragon's new album. Yeah. Hi. Nothing new. All right, well, I have my Music Man headliner. Um, I could not do this whole segment. I would not have the segment here if I did not give praise to the one India Sean who released yes, Galaxy. Ah, India Sean is one of the people that, you know, India. made me feel like I was in ANR way back in the day in ATL. <laughs> so India Sean's Galaxies is out. It's a single. It's going to be part of a larger project. So um good. the visuals of it look beautiful from what I've seen. <sighs> I can't wait. So everyone get excited. Tweet India Sean to her to bring give us more. 
I immediately tweeted her, where's the rest of it after listening to this once? I cannot wait. Is she drop? Is she giving us a whole project? You know, we're going to see what India want to give. You know, I don't want to tell her business and she disappoint, but I don't think she's going to disappoint this time around. You know, I love her. Support India, the baby girl. you look girl. amazing. You sound amazing. Your Instagram yes. is killing. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. So dope. So check out India Sean Galaxies. All I have. Thank you, Mr. Music Man. That means now it's time to move on. Today's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you through the support of Warby Parker. I have a lot of great things to say about Warby Parker, so stay tuned at the end of this ad for instructions so I know you heard all the great details. Here's a new concept in eyewear, contemporary glasses that are affordable and fashion-forward. Your glasses should be viewed as a fashion accessory, but they shouldn't cost as much as a plane ticket or a new iPhone. Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free. Yes, you heard right. Warby Parker's home try-on program allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped directly to your door where you can try them on in the comfort of your own home. I myself did this actually earlier today. They showed up at my doorstep and I got to try my glasses. And you know, when I was selecting some of them, I knew that some of them weren't going to work, but I knew some of them were going to actually make me look really cute. But I chose a pair that were better than the ones that I thought that I was going to get. I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, these are going to be the ones, but the ones that I'm going to pick are actually way better. So it was cool. you wouldn't have known if you didn't try it on at home. Absolutely. I didn't have to be in the store. Nobody was annoying me doing all that. It came right to my house. See, I just wanted to look smart. (laughs) I just wanted to look distinguished. So I felt like where better to practice than at the crib, right? Okay. So once I saw they said a try-at-home package, I said to myself, I said, self, you're going to fill out them fields. So I went on the website and filled it out. They sent me the five pair. I picked the one that I loved the most and made me look the most distinguished. Like, I never missed a day of class. Turned all my shit in on time <laughs> and let the cool kids copy. <laughs> you know, I kept those glasses, and I'm very happy. Warby Parker. Warby Parker. And for those of y'all that really like to try on them out- outfits at home, you get to see the glasses and coordinate appropriately and True. properly. Because, you know, some of them colors was looking super bomb when you get to see them in person. I was like, oh, this is a cute one I got. And I was like, this looks even better. Plus, everything ain't for everybody. So, like, some mm. of the ones I tried on, you know, they didn't fit my face. So, thank God, you know, I was at home. You know, I could still, I, w- I could do it without shame. Warby Parker. Yes. And those of you who don't wear frames, uh, they have sunglasses as well. I was just going to say, I mixed I it up. five pairs of sunglasses. Oh, you only got sun? See, I got, yeah. I got three, I got four pairs of glasses mm-hmm. and one pair of sunglasses just to see. Okay. And I was going to get three and I two so five. I could have a couple I'll, options. I'll let you guys know. Options. Oh, I'm going to let y'all know when I get mine because they're going to send me some. <laughs> and hopefully after this ad, they're going to send me some more. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, wouldn't it be so bomb if Warby Parker decided to give us some shades to match the glasses It'll be that fantastic. we got? Oh, my God, you know, so we're going to sell it. <laughs> so head to warbyparker.com slash friendzone to order your free home try-ons today. Choose the fine frames you'd like to order, mail the frames back, choose your favorite pairs to have your prescription added to, and order. Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk-free, and it's free shipping all around. And after you place your home try-on order, make sure to download the Warby Parker app from the iTunes App Store. They built an incredible home try-on companion feature which allows you to quickly take photos wearing all the frames, stitch it into a video, and share it with friends and family to help you pick a winner. Remember, that's W-A-R-B-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R dot com slash friendzone to order your free home try-ons today. If you have made it at the end of this ad, send me the glasses emojis and make sure you add Warby Parker in them so they know that they need to send us another pair of frames. That's right. That's right. 
at the friends on Twitter. Dustin, look at Dustin. Hey, Asante, leave Fran out of it, please. <laughs> but she <laughs> gets some too. Our antics, yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Warby, Warby Parker. Thank you again to Talkspace for supporting this week's episode of the Friend Zone. Going to a traditional therapist is not for everyone. Sometimes you actually need to reach out to someone at your own convenience. And with Talkspace, that's exactly what you can do. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it so easy to connect with a licensed therapist, handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. Using Talkspace, you have the freedom to text, audio, and video message your therapist as much as you want. And all Talkspace therapists are background checked, so none of that funny shit. So when Talkspace matches you with your online therapist, you'll know that you're getting help from an experienced and licensed professional. Talkspace knows that emotions can't be scheduled, so with their unlimited messaging therapy, you can text, audio, and video message your therapist as much as you want, you guys. Sign up today by going to Talkspace.com zone and enjoy a special offer of $30 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com Z-O-N-E. Or download the Talkspace app and use code Z-O-N-E. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay. Yes. Take me to TV. Guess how you got to get there. changes every week. Guess how you get there this week. You got to push down on the elevator because it went to hell this week on on TV. Let me tell you. Because, bitch, it's hot and I'm going to tell you why. I'm telling you. And the first (laughs) thing we're going to talk about is basketball wives. Um, Previously on Basketball Wives. You know. Oh, let me say it with Tammy when she got the cigarette in her mouth. Previously on Basketball Wives. Stop playing. They don't not record it with a cigarette. Might as well. (laughs) The way she be talking about it, I just want to have my beer and smoke a cigarette. She said the last side of her mouth. She smoked her cigarettes out the side. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Them slims. They be long. They be looking like chalk sticks. Anyway. And she was twerking on this episode. Oh my god, it like was awful in front of my man. Pajamas. Like oh my she god, she had on real pajamas. Like you know how you have pajamas <laughs> that you have had for like six years, and the cotton has worn thin to it's just right. So they they are it almost looks like jersey material. Like it hangs the off one you of you. Wear like when you're home alone. Yes, she filmed in them <laughs> like a motherfucker with a scarf on her head. She and the, she, and the, the sheets on the bed did not match. Samoji. <laughs> yeah. I promise you, the she, the pillow one pillowcase was turquoise, one was tan, I think, and the sheets was black. And then like the comforter Woo. was like like nothing matched. It was they was Never at gonna home. Be Do you hear me? Them niggas was at <laughs> home. Literally, and she filmed. But anyway, um, basketball wise, just really sent me through the ringer for a couple Imagine. reasons. This 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 episode, I was pissed. Number one. The way that they did this girl, Crystal, who has Kristen, she's Kristen whatever her name whatever. is, because it don't matter. And that's saying a lot right there. But the way that they did her, they completely disrespected her and and, and said they were going to offer to give her a makeover. I could say so many things, but like, did she need a makeover? Yes, she needed a makeover, okay? But were they being rude and offering it? Absolutely. Evelyn was doing her part in causing some drama or creating a situation that would be, you know, um, combative a little bit because she has to make it pop. And I think that that's the compromise she made coming back this season. I'm not going to be in the shit, but I'll start the shit. I'm going to be a part-time Shawnee. Yeah, and so that's what she's doing, and I get it, so whatever. Wait, they're still fighting about this makeover? Mm Mm-hmm. 
What? Oh, there's more. <laughs> oh, my God. So. But wait, there's more. The girl, Sanaya, who, or Sania, whatever her name is, Big Nia, whatever her name is, she. <laughs> Big um, Nia. Yeah, she looks. <laughs> she look, You know who she looks like? She looks like George Foreman. That's who she looks she's like. She's all up. Like she looks. She looks like My George Josh Foreman in the Foreman. face. She's a pretty. She's actually pretty, but she looks like George Foreman. Anyway, so I'm, done. I'm leaving. She's caused a shitstorm tornado of of all kinds of things, and she ended up filming with the girl Crystals. Kristen, what's her Kristen. name? Kristen. Kristen. And it's, it's spelled, spelled weird, so it's hard it's, to remember to say, what her name it's is. C R I S T E N. So it looks like Crystal, but it's Kristen. Like anyway, it's, like it's Christine, Christine. Which like, again, it's my like, like stupid. Christine. Well, like, she's she yeah. Down. She filmed with her sisters. One of her sisters is the lady who Dwayne Wade Aja, had that baby on Gabrielle Aja. Union with. Okay. Now they gave Kristen a makeover because when she showed up to film at a winery, she was wearing like a one like like a jumpsuit, but it was like a spandex body it suit, like but spanks. it was shorts. They look like them Spanx. So it did look like Spanx and it was brown. It was brown. It just wasn't flattering Ooh. at and all. And they like in, you know, they in LA too. It so. wasn't flattering. And Evelyn and them, get, it It don't matter. <laughs> none, none of them could have helped it. I mean, I'm really trying to visualize what. If I what had to guess, wedges. But like, but she, so she had it on. And so. Um, <laughs> you remember what they were? Like, so Evelyn and them were like laughing at her, her biker shorts, right? And that's what motivated the whole let's give her a makeover thing. So fast forward to this week. How'd they approach her with that? They didn't. We want to give you oh. a makeover. While she showed like up. Mm-hmm. She showed up. I, I just couldn't believe she got in the chair and went through with right. it. Like, why I would you do so that? Offended. But anyway, so this week she was still crying about the shit. And so um, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on. But uh, damn, I just lost my train of thought. Because she was checking Jackie about that makeover. And they brought that girl Kiana oh, back, which the was the sister. Annoying. That's what it oh, was. Oh, Aja. Her sister filmed with the girl who was the stylist Big and that Naya. was being mean Big to Nia. her, right? Naya. Come to find out, the sisters have different fathers. I mean, have different mothers. Same father, different mothers, and the mothers hate each other. And this one sister, Asia, or Aja, whatever her name is, the one who has the baby oh, by Asia. Dwayne Wade, what? she has decided to carry the hate forward. Kristen was being civil with the girl in every scene that they had filmed prior to that. As soon as this girl filmed with um, the the stylist girl, she started saying that Kristen lied about having that miscarriage. She actually aborted the baby at four months, and her and her sister actually hate each other, and blah, blah, blah. If, she, if you're mad about getting a makeover because you fat, Stop maybe you should Cheetos. put the- That's what she says. That's her what sister? her sister— But the, the joke of it all, right— <laughs> Was that they set up there and offered Mads this girl this? They offered her this makeover the because closet. they were laughing at her biker shorts. Ask me what Asia had on when she was having the conversation with Sania, the girl that she was arguing with, and talking to trashing her sister that they gave the makeover. The Ask one. me what Asia had on. Black biker shorts. And in that same scene, did she not? Why you look down? So it's like you sitting because up here, look, you trashing because, your blood and in sister. And the same scene, and the same thing that they Sanaya, read her about that caused the whole thing anyway. So you don't even realize how stupid you look. And Sanaya had that outfit that she was supposed to style her in in that same scene. Yeah, that blue, yeah, the blue later, jumpsuit. And let her all had on yeah. the wig in the same episode. I was like, what? You was gonna style her right out? She your just closet? wore. So it was her stuff. It was just her shit. 
Because you knew she, when she was like, we ghetto bitches, you know, I want to see you. And it's like, no, no one checked your Instagram before they asked you to come here. She's really ghetto. But shout out to Brandy Maxil for getting her the fuck up out the paint with a quickness. Oh. When they were at that table and Sania, Sania, whatever. I don't even know how to say her name because right. I don't want to know how to say her name. She can go. She said something to Brandy about, I'm just getting to know you or know about you or something like that. And Brandy was like, wait, why are you on Evelyn's trip? And that was it. She didn't have nothing to say the rest of the night. That's why they can hate Brandy all they want to, but that's the one thing that I like about Brandy. Ain't no gray area, ain't no purgatory, ain't no in-between. She's clear, okay, from the giddy-up. You're not getting past her with the bullshit in most cases. And I like that. I appreciate that about her. I do. I appreciate even the way she walked around that Sania girl to get in front of um, Shawnee and Evelyn and them. Did you peep that? No. The girl, Sania, the stylist girl, she has a big overbearing body frame and personality, (laughs) right? And she uses it to like intimidate the other girls. Brandy literally, friend, you could have seen the breed. Breed! drifting on by when she went around her so quick and went right in front of Shawnee and never handled her fucking business and yes it was petty yes it was thirsty and yes she embarrassed herself but she still <laughs> never took none of that bullshit and that's what I appreciate about Brandy so that's all I got to say about Basketball Wives this week Basketball Wives and, which, and nothing else really came on TV so no. that's it I mean Potomac was depressing I mean Potomac is like first of all What's Ashley Potomac? nobody Potomac is the Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh. Yeah, with right. Giselle and Karen. So... And, um, I'm so <laughs> sick of Giselle's country ass being mean Oh, to and you know what? I was watching this week, and I was like, you were going to think she's so... Every time mm-hmm. I seen her... You seen them earrings and shit, them Claire's ass earrings but she be wearing But the one every professional scene. she did where she's supposed to like... Oh, my God. <laughs> you already know what I'm talking about. I'm about to say it. The minute I saw it, I just thought With that makeup on it, it looks and like... It so she, bright. <laughs> yeah, she looks like a, a tongue depressed. Uh, what's her name? Giselle? She looks like a tongue depressor. That's what she yes. looks like. A pop, Giselle looks like a popsicle stick. That's what she looks like. And, and the joke is literally on her. Okay. Right. Anyway. So that's it. What are we doing now? Are we asking for a friend? Now we move on to ask. Ooh. <laughs> Our show's almost over? Because I feel like you always have like three different shows. Right. Because I some stuff I don't be talking about. Like we haven't. Everybody's good. mad because we didn't talk about Little Women Atlanta. Oh, yeah. What happened? Or just because I was <laughs> so disappointed. And I just, you know, one of the tiny twins left, and I don't care what nobody say, it ain't going to be the same without the tiny twins. And so I was over she left that. The show? She left the show to go back to Dallas to be with her baby daddy and all this stuff, and I'm just depressed about it. Just, can we talk about something else? <laughs> Thank Damn. you. Well, Asante, what you got for us this week? We're asking for a friend. Well, as per usual, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com so we can receive all of your questions, comments, concerns, black business, the week submissions, all that extra stuff. And hopefully some money because I like to get paid. Right. Book us. (laughs) Book us. Look for good stuff, though. For good stuff. Absolutely. Hey, friends. Uh, They did ask to remain anonymous. I made sure I read that. So what's their name? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So their name is... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, The subject is nervous and queer. So my question is this. I am a 26-year-old woman who has only ever dated and had sex with men. Recently, about a month, I started vibing, texting, group hangouts with a queer woman. Vibing with a queer woman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Dustin. With a queer woman who dates only women. Girl, your name Buzz Lightyear. What's going on? <laughs> oh my God. She is really great. 
I have a huge crush on her and I really believe she's into me too. However, I'm so nervous about our first intimate experience, if we ever have one. I mean, sex is quite intuitive, I know, but I also get anxious that I'll do something extremely wrong. I think I'm most nervous about our disproportionate levels of experience. On the other hand, I'm also a woman and that should work in my favor, right? I think I just need some positive reinforcement and maybe some tips and tricks if you have any and don't mind sharing. Some tips and tricks. <laughs> hmm, I'm wondering who could answer that. With for love, you from nervous and queer. <laughs> some she, so she needs. She says she. You needs know some what? And, tips I, I, and tricks. I actually, whenever I go through the emails, I think to myself, like, how can we answer some of these questions? And so when I was reading this, I'm thinking to myself, like, maybe Frank can speak. Like, if she ever oh, thought about? Oh, which you know, I'm not. Oh. That's no, I, or episode. like, like I mean, not that. No, look, look, <laughs> look, look, no. look, friend, not on today. But <laughs> just, I feel like we can give different perspectives because I don't feel like this, uh, this, how you take it can affect <laughs> how you take it, how you handle, how you woman. handle this situation can apply to how other you handle her. This situation can handle can she don't look fuck. like the situation god damn Asante that's how they said her girlfriend look like the situation i'm trying to here. not He's i'm like, literally so friend, look have look, you ever friend you right. had you've what? had your episodes friend <laughs> okay, what we can do is be objective right <laughs> and we can give her advice yeah so let's do this that. is yeah, what i think we can do since you would let me fix it go on so pulled me out of that one like um you know what I think that she can just do what we often tell people to do around here and go second. What a better, <laughs> like, this is the perfect opportunity to take advantage of the go second, you know, point of view. Oh, the issue here God. is the varying levels of skill sets when it comes to having this type of intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, be the student. They can be the teacher. You can actually make that fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Wink, <laughs> wink. You know what I'm saying? And then you can be taught. And then on a petty note, you can really actually take notes and like learn a lesson. And then go second. That's what I say to do. I mean, my answer is similar. I think it can actually be, yeah, it can be kind of sexy if you're honest about the fact that you are anxious and not exactly sure what to do. I think you should tell her that. And make it a thing where you're like, I want to please you. I want to make sure it's done right. But I want you to tell me how to do it. <laughs> and you get in trust. It's a power shift. Instead of viewing it like, oh, my God, I'm going to mess up. View it like, listen, I'm your student. Put me on. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, you know, listen to a little Janet Jackson. Because, you know, there's some things in those songs some that guidance is taking me down <laughs> put it on um Whew. to what friend was saying have them lead the way and just go with the flow oh god and uh, do it and do it and do it well you did not just do that <laughs> um, I think this is something y'all can talk about over dinner. I love that you answered with songs. You you like that? Um, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Have fun using DNA. Oh, you know, play Kendrick Lamar's album. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you are. Woo. Wow, that was the worst advice. 
No, I mean, she said, she said, I think I just need some positive reinforcement and maybe some tips and tricks. And I ain't got no tips and tricks. I don't. No? I bet you heard the not other woman do. <laughs> not when it comes to printing up the with other the lady parts. Do. <laughs> right. All the women who are independent. Y'all don't have tips and tricks? I do. I do. Yep. I think that. Okay, so let me let me actually give her some more advice. I think that she can just. I was just reading the titles off my After Dark playlist. No, after. Well, technically, this is after for her. Like you know, a new chapter. So like, okay, so but I think that you can be led by passion, right, and attraction. Absolutely. I think that if you focus on the things that you are attracted to on her, and you show your appreciation to of those things in a physical way, whatever you're inspired to do at that moment, I think that you'll be good at it because it'll be authentic and it'll be you, you know, expressing that. So maybe you can use that to help you do it the right way. Love it. Place some it. stuff tickles and then some stuff feel good and then some shit hurt. Like you just, you know what I'm saying? You got to be careful. Like when it comes to like physical stuff, like you might think it's bomb and the other person will be on the verge of busting out laughing because it's tickling, but they don't want to be awkward and be like, uh, not right. That You know what I'm saying? But that's so, lovers that aren't intuitive. Like yeah. if you're not paying attention to how someone's reacting, I always find that weird with dudes when the, you are clearly not liking something and they're in their own world just doing it. You're looking at them like, are you even paying attention? Right. Like, are you here right now? Like Robin on Wayne and Exhale. Like how do you not know that your partner is not feeling it? That's always <laughs> blown my mind. And way too many dudes have proved that. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I think being intuitive, pay attention, pay yep. attention to, to the shivers and the reactions and the um, little bumps on the skin. Well, not those bumps. Bum. <laughs> no, pay it, definitely pay attention to the bumps on the skin. <laughs> Look, that's on the bottom level of the pyramid. Pay attention to the bumps on the skin. <laughs> that's it right there. See? You see how easy it is? <laughs> but y'all want to give me a hard time? Look, oh, in this situation, y'all oh, want to give me a hard oh, time? Not a hard time. Get it? You know, it's two queers and a hard time. It's not one. Um, drown in it. What? Oh, you're still reading titles. I was like, wow, Sante. <laughs> drown in it. <laughs> Sit. Play some Sit. <laughs> You know what? Play see, some see, some see, play body see, by see it. See, uh, see, oh, oh, now y'all want to be on the boat that, now. That, that album alone is the blueprint. She got her. Had me looking at a different category on the website. I had to oh know. I was like, well, let me find out. <laughs> Shit, hold on. Let me click this. Oh, 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 okay. I said, oh, you're, oh. I almost did a reaction video. <laughs> <laughs> Please make that a new yeah. YouTube Play channel. Play Sid. Play, Play Body Sid. by Sid. Play the whole album. The whole, al- the whole album is a sex album. Control it's a, it the whole album. Oh, my God. Oh, They really like this. Uh, ex- exactly. Look, Pedro was right. But Andy was actually right at the. Never mind, just go. <laughs> but we hope that helped you somehow. Mm-hmm. Girl, just. <laughs> Girl. Girl. <laughs> Live your best life. Um, the friends on at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Just Woo! email us all your, this letter, this your, your things and things. <laughs> 
For the black business of the week, <laughs> I would like to feature a young lady whose, whose website is flexinginmycomplexion.com. I hear that. I bought a t-shirt uh, forever like ago. Me right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Look, okay, diary of a black, black woman. <laughs> How you doing? Shout out to Badger. <laughs> no, but um, Ooh, Lord. I want to give it up to the Pollard family. Erica Pollard is mom to 22 year old Taylor and 10 year old Karis. I hope I'm saying that right. It might be Carries. Looks like it's spelled like that. Anyway, this article might be outdated. It's on the BuzzFeed News and it is Flexing on My Complexion is the, are the t shirts that this young 10 year old made to combat the bullying she was receiving in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that it was important, you know, as a dark-skinned young brother who had experienced bullying for my skin color when I was younger, to go on ahead and reinforce to the beautiful black babies that it's beautiful to be black. And uh, I bought the T-shirt. I will be wearing it when I can fit into it. Because I size down for summer goals. Beautiful. I mean, I just like a young brown features. goddess. When I saw that, when it was like, oh, she's being bullied, and I saw her, I was like, what the fuck? They just hate. They just can't they, take it. Okay, can't <laughs> they take really the slay. They really feel hate now. She blowing up, selling shit. Yo, you know what I'm saying? I don't know who's taking her pictures online because I've seen her like get like the styling and her hair. Oh, she's perfect. She's, she's cute. She's girl. amazing. So the flex in my complexion tee is one of the one uh, just the basic t-shirts, but she also does some tank tops, some seasonal items, so different color schemes. A line. The shirts are only fifteen dollars, so cute. I think you should go out and get one I'll so you can flex in your week. complexion. Yay. You know, got the black and white, you know, classic New York color. <laughs> black tea never failed me, you hear? Mm-hmm. And I always bet on black. So shout out to you, Eric Pollard and uh, Eric Karis or Carries. How is it spelled? K-H-E-R-I-S. Kills. K-H-E-R-I-S. <laughs> is it the font like Kills? K-H-E-R-I-S. That should be her logo, like, make it the font. Like, that's a, that's your next T-shirt, Karis. He <laughs> said Kills. I hope it is Karis. That's cute. My thing But if I'm Karis. saying it wrong, I'm sure the real way is I cute, I ain't too. scared of this. I'm about to tell these T-shirts. And flip this. Yeah. I guess that's it for this week's episode. Damn, yes. it's over already? Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> well, I right? will. Yeah. I see the smirk. Ooh. No Coming ch- soon. No church announcements over here. Just told y'all when the dates are gonna be. I'm gonna be with Fury, so kidfurylive.com for tickets. Yeah. Come see me on the road. Um I am on the Black Girl in Ohm podcast. Shout out to oh. Lauren. Woo, 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 woo. Right. They're so dope. Shout out to Lauren and Dion for an amazing conversation. That is on blackgirlandohm.com and on all of their social media handles. And like I said, we'll be in Kingston. Please get your tickets. That's on supernaturalpopup.com. That will take you straight to the ticket site. That's it for me. Everything else that's coming up that I'm super excited about, will I'll let you know in a few weeks. Can't let you know yet. Yay! <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We love you. And Stay we'll catch black you and protect yes. your magic. Bye. Thanks again to Third Love for supporting this week's episode of The Friend Zone. So I wanted to tell you guys really quickly about their try before you buy option for the women who need to, you know, make sure that bras are fitting well. What they do is they have a couple of questions you answer first, starting with what shape your breasts are. They ask you what your usual issues are with the fit of the bras you buy, which cup style is yours, the size of your favorite bra. And then they ask you, 
when your birthday is. I don't know if that's because they're going to send you a free gift on your birthday. But it's good that they're asking. (laughs) But Third Love is awesome because I love how the questions are so customized to your shape, your body, your personal issues with the bras you're using now. And then by the end of the questionnaire, they tell you what the perfect bra for you looks like. And you can order it directly. They send it to your home. And if you like it when you try it on, you buy it. If you don't, you send it right back. And I think that's pretty cool. Try one of Third Love's 24-7 bras free for 30 days. If it's not your new favorite bra, return or exchange it for free. So go to thirdlove.com slash friend now and try Third Love free for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com forward slash friend. Friend. 